Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Power of Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens, your host, and today we're talking about business. We're talking about the ability for us to be able to level up our careers, achieve what we want to, and we talk about that a lot. But today we're actually talking with a business coach that actually has a background in the insurance industry, and she is actually helping us out today to talk about areas of her expertise as well as areas where we as business owners, people in sales, in the insurance industry can help to level up our game. So Anise, welcome to the podcast. I am excited to have you today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. Super excited to be here. So Anise, t- tell us about your background a little bit, okay? How you kind of came to where you are today and a little bit about your insurance background as well. Absolutely. So um Going back a little bit further, I'm actually a CPA by trade. Um, I started my career in public accounting, did that for a year and a half and hated it. And my mom had an insurance agency for a little while and I worked for her part-time when I was in college and she was at a pivotal point in her business and really needed someone like me with an accounting finance business background to come in and kind of create some operations and processes to set her up for success because my mom is a salesperson and nothing else. Um, so she needed someone like me. So I joined and made a lot of changes and grew the business and hired new staff. And we did really well over a course of five years. Um, at that point in time, um, my mom and I realized we just wanted different things for the agency. And she was kind of getting ready to sort of start slowing down. So we made a decision to sell the agency. And this was about a year and a half ago, March 2021. So she ended up staying on with the new owners and she's still with them and kind of just consulting and helps them. And I actually made a personal move from Houston, where I'm from, to Los Angeles. Um, and I took a little bit of a break, um, but trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I, after a lot of reflection and actually hiring my own coach, um, I realized I really loved working with people. What I enjoyed the most about running the agency was working with my staff, was like giving them good feedback, helping them realize their potential, and also doing those things for my clients. Most um, insurance clients were business owners. And so I got to see them from when they first started their business and kind of guiding them on like, this is what you need to protect yourself. This is how you should scale, things like that. I love that part. And I knew this is what I wanted to focus on in this next year of my career. So I decided to open up my own coaching practice. And it's been great so far. It's been a few months. Um, I've really enjoyed the people I've worked with so far. And yeah, looking forward to to doing more. So I love that. I love that. So you've used your, your personal passion for what you really loved about what you did to be able to fire your next uh, phase of your career. I think that's awesome. So I know that when you and I first talked too, you talked about you did get some additional uh, certifications and so forth for 
the, this, this, this phase of, of new phase in your life for the coaching and all that. So tell us a little bit about that process. Cause, um, I don't know that me at my end of the world, I understand really what goes into a lot of that training and what it goes into to be able to make a really successful business coach. Sure. Absolutely. So this is going to be a different answer depending on what kind of coach you want to be, but it wants to work with business owners and maybe just career professionals. There's tons of options out there. I chose a program that was more broad where you could do any kind of coaching. Um, and the one thing I would recommend is look at the International Coaching Foundation, which is the ICF. If it's a program that's accredited through them, then it's a great one and you should choose it. And I'm happy to discuss in more detail if anyone's interested on what program to choose. The way I went about choosing my program is, well, number one, it was referred to be by the coach that I was using before. Um, but after doing some research on it, what I liked about it was that it was really focused on mindset, on like helping business owners or anyone that you're coaching to shift their perspective, to look at their situation differently. It's really about empowering the people that you're going to be working with to use the tools that's already at their disposal, but they just don't know how. So that's kind of why I went with the program I went with. Um, but there's tons of options there. I think the key is figuring out who you want to serve and what your style is going to be, right? Like how you want to teach people, right? Do you want to be more tactical or do you want to be more focused on what? So that's kind of the difference there. I love that. I love that. So as far as your approach, though, you do want to work with lots of different types of businesses, not just stick within the insurance industry. But what do you find through your education and through working with clients at this point? What do you find is the number one um, place that you generally start with someone? I think when people get into business coaching and hire a business coach, sometimes they're just really afraid of what that's going to mean. I mean, you know, where are they going to go? What are they going to make me do? What are we going to have to talk about? What are we going to have to change, right? Because we hire a coach, we want something different in our lives. We want something to change in our lives. But then sometimes that change can be really, really scary and it can be really frightening. So, for those people out there who probably maybe are thinking about a change, maybe for 2023, because we are coming up to the end of 2023, we are the week before Thanksgiving uh, in 22. So as people are listening to this podcast, if they're thinking about a business coach or even working with you, what would you tell them as far as like the change fear, the fear around that change that might help them to get started with you? Sure, absolutely. So this is a very common thing that a lot of coaches deal with, um, especially people who are business owners, because entrepreneurship is a lonely place, right? You are the one making all the decisions, right? And you have so much that you have to take care of. So the thought of like, oh my God, I have to change something. I need to do all these things. It's overwhelming because there's so much that you can do for your business. And then you end up not doing anything, right? So I think the number one tip I would have is take it a step at a time. Understand that not everything is going to change in one day mm. and it shouldn't, right? And more importantly is lean into the uncertainty, right? Don't expect an answer right away. Be okay with not knowing initially because the first step, 
Because if you immediately go into these conversations saying, okay, I got to have an answer. What, what results is this going to give me? What do we do? You know, you're going straight to like the end result and that's overwhelming, right? And that's why people are like, no, 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 that's too much. I don't want to do it. But if you start with just the way you're thinking, right? Which is, all right, there's a lot to do, but I'm going to be okay with not having all the answers. That's where you start because then it opens up new possibilities that you wouldn't have even given time or energy to think about because you're so focused on like, I got all these things that I need to do, right? So take a step back and be okay with just asking for help and starting really small. That's my best advice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think I always I always like the the term, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Is because <laughs> we think of this big change that we want to be able to make either in our careers or in our lives or because, you know, when people come to you, they're looking, like we said, for change, right? But they don't want to be able to make that change. And I think sometimes they see where they want to be. They see maybe a vision that they want, or maybe they see somebody else in another industry. And I know that in the insurance industry and you and I had actually met at the uh, innovation conference, I think San Diego, right? Yeah. And I think when we go to these types of industry conferences, right, we sit around and we see all these people and they're talking about, oh my gosh, that they do this and this and this. And so we walk out with these pages of notes and things we want to be able to do. But I think we see sometimes I want to get here, right? I want to get to this goal that I have. Maybe it's revenue team maybe it's structure maybe it's operations right it could be a lot of those different things but being able to get there takes one step at a time it's not something that happens overnight and i think uh i think entrepreneurs are very impatient people right we want everything right now we see it we feel it we can taste it oh but it's going to take me years to get there right three years five years ten years um you know, I can't be a $30 million agency if I just started six months ago, you know? And I think sometimes entrepreneurs and people, even in sales, because they can see it, they can feel it, they can taste that success, get really, really frustrated in that. So I love what you're saying about just taking a step at a time, you know, just one step at a time. It's great to have the vision, but we got to do it one step at a time, right? For sure. Um, To add to that, actually, you just brought up an interesting point is figuring out what your goals actually are, because it's really easy, as you said, to compare yourself to other insurance agents or even other business owners out there. You're like, well, I'm just as good at them. Why can't I do what they're doing? But your situation is unique and it's yours. So redefine what success means for you and your Mm. business. And make sure that that's what you're following, not the industry average or what the agency across the street is doing. Make sure it's your definition of success. And it's okay if you look at it and say, you know what, actually, I don't need to be a $30 million agency. I'm okay being a $5 million agency. Just because I can does not mean I should because my lifestyle, my business is different. So be true to who you are first and foremost, and then the rest will will follow. I love that. I love that because I don't want as a business owner myself or my team 
to end up in a situation that we hate. I mean, who who wants to build a business that makes us want to run away from it? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, what is it? Uh, I've seen the meme on, I don't know, Instagram, whatever, live a life that you don't need a vacation from, right? I think that's a misnomer. We all need a vacation. We all, to me, a vacation doesn't necessarily mean a beach somewhere to relax. It could just be a change of scenery. It could just be doing something mentally and emotionally that challenges us in a different way that maybe we're not mentally and emotionally challenged otherwise. It could be a retreat. It could be, um, you know, sitting around with uh, friends in the industry, you know, it could be a lot of different things. So I love the fact that you're saying, take it one step at a time and be you, be mm -hmm. you, what you, what sets your soul on fire. I say that all the time on this podcast, do what sets your soul on fire, right? Because if you're not passionate about it at the end of the day, and you don't want to be there, and maybe you have that huge agency that in your mind you needed to be able to have, you might not want it anymore once you get there. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Because yeah. then once you're there, you're going to be like, oh, wait, I'm miserable in every other aspect of my life. <laughs> right. And I think sometimes even along the way, we might have that dream of being that big business, right? But along the way, we might reach something and say, hey, you know, I'm really happy here. You know, maybe I don't need, so we can always reevaluate. I think it's really important too for people to know that their dreams can change. Um, I know yep. that, you know, when we're young, we might have this dream of being a CEO of some company, right? But then when we get a little bit older, maybe we have a kid, we're like, oh, you know, I just, I just don't necessarily care if I'm that anymore, right? But then maybe, you know, something happens and, you know, I'm, I'm talking about myself, my kids grow up, right? Our lives change, right? And so all of a sudden I find myself with all this extra time. I had a great lifestyle agency that I was very happy with that was doing fine for me for a long time. I raised my kids, we did great, but I wasn't in growth mode, right? So then all of a sudden I found myself in this empty nester position and I was like, oh, now I have time. Let's maybe build, let's do something different. And then, you know, on the other side of that conversation, my daughter came to join me in the agency and that changed everything, right? Because now all of a sudden it's not just me, it's, oh, now we might have a perpetuation plan if she ever chooses to take over or if we sell, how would that look for her? So it just, life changes. And I love the fact that you coach people through those changes to figure out where they want to be. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you brought up an interesting point is that it is important to set goals and to change your goals as your life changes or whatever, as things happen in your life or your aspirations as a professional. But it really is about the journey and not the destination. And one thing that I tell a lot of my clients is whenever you come across any obstacle in your business or in your career, or let's say you don't meet the goal that you initially set, you come across something. Ask yourself this question, am I done here? Have I given this 100% of myself? Have I learned everything I can? Have I grown this to the full capacity based on the resources I've been able to get and that I intrinsically have? If the answer is no, then you can't look at it as a dead end. It's just a diversion. You just have to change your method, right? But don't leave and don't like, that's how you stay motivated, right? Don't leave until you're done, right? right. If you've plateaued, then it's time to move on. If not, you know, just find a different way. Get creative. 
And I love I, that's really interesting because I think I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day is that we have those seasons in our business where we do plateau. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it takes us to be different, our operations to be different, maybe our marketing to be different, our focus to be different, whatever it is for us to get to that next place. Right. But if we hit a plateau, sometimes, honestly, I just wonder if sometimes it's just the way the universe tells us to rest for a little bit, you know, reevaluate think, what do I really want? Right. Because if, if I'm going to change, if I'm going to get to the next level, I've got to be something different to get to the next level. And do I want to do what it takes to get to that next level? Whereas if I'm, like I said, if I'm in the middle of a happy place in my life and my agency is doing great and we're all just fine, I don't want to push myself into a goal that maybe it's not my time for. Right. I think that's really important to think of that a plateau could just mean we're doing really well. It doesn't mean that, like you said, we don't, we don't have to quit. We don't have to do massive changes unless we want something different. Right. You know, yeah. it's okay to be that agency that is, you know, um, fuels your life and you can take care of your clients and you do really well and you're really happy. And I think that's a great place to be no matter what the size of the agency is. Totally. Totally. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, you know, plateau isn't necessarily like I'm good and we're not growing like a plateau is I'm not right. And I, there's nothing else that this can give me, but if it's giving you what you want and it's fueling your life and you're able to do these things outside of your agency that do help you grow as like a person, then yeah, like keep doing it. That's great. You know? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. I know it's kind of the entrepreneurial dream is to lay back, but I think you know, and to be able to relax in our in our business. But sometimes when we get there as entrepreneurs, we think we're somehow we somehow we think we've quit or something. I don't know. Like yes. I'm not being productive. I'm not, oh, I need to push. I'm supposed to push. Please, I'm supposed to be pushing. But then yeah. we realize sometimes we just need a break. Sometimes yeah. we just need to breathe. That's right. Yeah. It's about pushing pause, not stop. Exactly. I love that. It's about pushing pause, not pushing stop. I love that. And you know what? People do need to push stop. If it's their time to push stop, they need to celebrate and love that journey that got them to the point where they need to push stop. And I need people to hear that out there. And I did a podcast not too long ago with Erin Kaiser, who had an an agency in um, Arizona. She was a single mom. She was doing her thing. She ran a great agency and she got remarried. She ended up with six kids uh, with the with the blend of the marriage and the process of it all. She just said, you know, I've done what I've needed to do here. And she's chosen to transition out of insurance to be able to do because she really loves the social media aspect of it. She loved the marketing aspect of it, the blogging. So she decided to pursue her passion. And I loved what she had to say, which I think a lot of people need to hear repetitively is just because our time in a space is done 
does not mean that if we choose or if the, the world tells us it's time to transition out of that, it does not mean that we've failed. I think sometimes salespeople, entrepreneurs, people who are pushers, people that are that that, that go, go, go mentality, sometimes we think about those life changes as somehow negative, but we need to celebrate them. And we need to say kudos to you for realizing that this space in your life is, is done and you can transition. I think even as an owner, if I want to transition out of sales, if I want to transition out of blah, if I want to delegate, it doesn't mean I failed. It means I'm transitioning. 100%. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. I actually read a book about this recently. It's Range by Daniel Epstein. It's amazing. And it really talks about one of the things he talks about is knowing when to so-and-so quit. And honestly, it takes way more courage to know for sure when you're done and move on to something that's really going to serve you better mm -hmm. than to stay there for the sake of staying there, for the sake of saying, no, I must persist. Because what happens is, yes, you get to be that person that pushed on, but you lose your spark, you burn out, and you honestly end up becoming resentful, not just of yourself, but of that business. And so you're really doing that business or whatever it is, a disservice along with yourself, whenever you push on and stay in a place that's not serving you anymore. So you have to let go of that, like idea of, oh, like I lost or I quit. Mm -hmm. No, you just, you just diverted. That's all you did. You learned what you needed. Now it's time to move on to the next gen of yourself, the next chapter. Yeah. And, you know, I find too, if people change jobs, like my husband has a job at a different corporation, right? So, I mean, if he changed jobs, right, maybe he went through and, and decided to change even careers. People go, oh, kudos to you. You're getting out there. You're, you know, you're pursuing your dreams, right? But sometimes as, as even salespeople, business owners, those types of things, we don't give ourselves that same credit. We don't have that same conversation with ourselves. We don't think of it as growth or a promotion or doing something along our career path, we think of it as, oh, I quit, you know? And I don't think that's, I don't think that's a good way for us to think about it. I think we should celebrate those changes in our lives. I agree, couldn't agree more. I mean, I went through this um, with my mom whenever we sold the business. Obviously the business was like her third baby, right? Like I'm right. her second child, this was her third child. So it was like, whenever we sold it, it took her a really long time to get over it, right? Mm -hmm. And she kind of projected some of that onto me. And I was like, no, I know this is the right decision, but you can't help it. It still gets to you, right? Oh, yeah. I, was, I did a great job at the business. I could have grown it. I could have continued. But first of all, it would have tarnished my relationship with my mom even more. Yep. And that's worth more than any amount of money that I can make in a business, to be honest with you. And then secondly, yeah, I would have continued to be stuck there. I would have, I wouldn't have grown. All I would have done is made my mom happy, but then resented her and not had a relationship with her. And so yeah. you have to kind of ask yourself, like, what's worth it? Like, what are you mm -hmm. doing this for? Right? Yeah. What are you pushing on for? And I love that because as a business coach, I think you have to define that with your mm -hmm. with your clients. 
what do you really want? Like, what do you really want? Not what you're supposed to want, right? Not what, not what society tells you to want, right? But what do you really want? Because I think part of being a business coach, and I'm not one, but obviously, but I, I think it's getting people to be honest with themselves. What do you really want? That's it. That is exactly it. Because most people aren't, even though they Mm. think they are, they believe this narrative that they've had in their head for so long, but that might not be the right narrative for them. They need to look at that and say, wait, hold on a second. I'm living this story, but I want to change this story. But they might not, may not even be aware of that. So yeah, it, and sometimes it's, it's scary to like kind of have this conversation with yourself and realize, wait, this is the person I want to be. And then have to like almost change your identity. So yeah. It's a lot of work, but you got to ask yourself what's worth it. You know, do you want to live a life authentically? Do you want to wake up every day and enjoy what you do and not feel resentful or stuck? What's worth that? You know, that's kind of what you have to ask yourself. Yeah. And what brings you joy? Um, I love, I love what you're saying though, is, you know, how do we break out of that mold? you know, mm-hmm. of, of should. And um, yeah. I, I heard somebody say one time, you shouldn't should over all over, all over other people. Right. And, yeah. um, and when you first hear it, you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But no, it is totally true. Cause you know, we tell our children, right. They should do something. We tell our team, they should do something. We tell, oh, our clients should want this. We, you know, we, sh- we, sh- we build our lives and we build all these things around expectations of other people, which is the word should. Right. And, and so, I mean, I can sit here and I can say my children should, right? My my husband should, my business should, my team members should, my carrier should, you know, my client, you know, I, I, but the reality is we have to be able to let a lot of that go so that we can hear even, even ourselves. I'll sit back and I go, oh, I should be picking up the house this afternoon or like on a Saturday right now, if I want to sit down and veg out and just watch TV because I just need to rest, it's okay to do that. And um, I wa- I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. And um, I was listening to one of her podcasts one time. And I can't remember which one it is. because I've listened to all of them almost. And um, she had a really good point. She said, you know, she works from home. I work from home a lot. And um, she's like, you know, I work from 5 a.m. till like 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And she's like, you know, sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll go and I'll sit down and I'll watch a little bit of TV. She said, but then as I'm relaxing or taking a lunch break, or if I go have lunch with a friend, I'll simply go, oh, I should be at the office. I should be working harder. I should be, you know, and, and we put all these expectations on ourselves and it really hurts us because then we can't find the joy and being able to do what we really truly love. And she had a really good point, which I've done before, is that she's like, I decided to take a break. I was frustrated with whatever she was working on. She's like, I went and I was just gonna like watch a brainless TV show, like on, I don't know, Netflix or wherever. She goes, I turned it on, sitting there watching it. She said, all of a sudden I hear the garage door going up in my house. She goes, oh my gosh, whoever's coming in is gonna think I'm lazy. I mean, this is her family, right? She works from yeah. home. And she's like, my family's gonna be in judgment of me because I, I I'm watching this TV show like in the middle of the day and you know, Brene Brown's huge, right? She travels, she speaks, she teaches at the universe. I mean, there's no way anybody could ever call this woman lazy ever on the planet. Right. But just like with us, sometimes we go, Oh my gosh. So what does she do? She turns off the TV real quick and runs into her office and sits there at the computer. Like she's faking that she's been working because of some (laughs) sense of shame 
that she shouldn't even have. Right. Yeah. And I think about that all the time. Cause I think that's so me is that even if I do take a moment to chill out, I will totally like being a, a flog myself for taking that moment to chill out. And I think a good business coach, like what you're saying, helps you to see your successes and how you can grow within that and get what you want out of life. Totally. Exactly. And I, that's so funny because you literally took the words out of my mouth. What I was going to share was that my coach, one of the first things she told me, because when I first started working with her, that's all that came out of my mouth. Oh, I should be doing this and I should try this. Right. She went, stop shooting on yourself. And love it. what you said. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing. So another key thing that she helped me with, which is what I do with my clients now, is figuring out where that should is coming from, right? Mm. Who placed that expectation in your head, right? Are you sure it's your voice that's saying you should do this? Or is it someone else's? And even if it is your voice, do you really believe that, right? Do you really believe in Brene Brown's case that your husband thinks you're lazy when you're a New York Times bestselling author and the super accomplished right? woman? Like, what put that in your head, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to find the source of where these repetitive thoughts and, and um, you know, these patterns are coming from. Because if you don't find that, then you're destined to do it again, right? Mm. So that's definitely something that I work with people on is like, well, where did these expectations come from in the first place? If they're not serving you, if they're just making you feel like this, then we have to change them. But we have to figure out where they're coming from first. So that's another thing I like to tell people to be mindful of is whose expectation is this? And even if it is yours, are you sure you're okay living up to it? Right, exactly. And I love the fact that you're talking about our mental chatter, if you will, like, where did that come from? You know, like, is that like a, you know, a, a family thing, right? Or maybe mm -hmm. a, an employer at some point caught you sitting down and, and you were really on break, but they told you that they were too busy and you needed to get off break. And then you felt bad and, you know, whatever, I don't know, I'm making something up, but um, you know, it could be, it could come from anything, right? It could come from our parents. It could come from an employer, a work position, it could be come from maybe even a story that we heard about somebody else who took a break, whatever. And I'm just using the same example, got fired, whatever. And it could be somebody else's experience that somehow we internalized, you know, we don't, we don't always have to think about it as like crap from our mom and our dad. Right. I mean, we could, it could be literally like we got enough junk in our head throughout life by a certain age. Right. It doesn't all come from our mom and our dad. I get so tired sometimes of people going, Oh, my mom and my dad, but it could be, you know, just situations we saw from friends, you know, that yeah. what they went through or, you know, work positions we've been through. I mean, um, I've got this thing. I am a very loud person. I know I am in general and in certain situations, I'm very loud. And I had this job at one point, I think I was 18 years old. I just graduated from high school. You're going to laugh at this. And um, I was in a customer service position, but we were all in the same room. So I was having a great time. The clients loved me. We were doing great, but I was pretty loud. So they pulled me in the office like twice. Hey, you can't be this loud. Well, then I found that I didn't have as much pep in my personality, right? Because I was trying to be very quiet, right? Which my response, that was very docile, like personality wise. And so then my customer service ratings went down a little bit. And because um, they did this whole evaluation thing. And um, finally, they fired me for it over the course of time, because I kept on getting louder again, because that's just my personality. 
So now here I am 49 years old and literally I was 18. So here we are 30 years later. And even now, if I'm in my office and I'm doing a podcast or if I'm on the phone, I tend to get up and I'll walk around the outside of the building if I know it's going to be a little bit of a longer conversation because I know that I'm loud and I don't want to disturb my team. I don't want to disturb the people around me. I don't want to disturb my family during COVID if they're working from here, you know, but at the same point, I know that if I, if I go quiet, I know I don't have as much, I don't have as much like um, pep in my, mm-hmm. in my pre, in my, in my voice. So I, I mean, even today, 30 years later, I still go, Oh, I need to get up and I need to walk around, you know? And that's, yeah. that's something from a, a job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wild how things, certain things just stick with us for forever. And you're right. I mean, we are the product of our environments and our experiences, right? Throughout our entire life. Exactly. And some of them serve us, right? But some of them don't up to a certain point. And so you have to do the work of filtering out, okay, I need to remove this because it's not serving me more. Right. That takes a lot of hard work. It does. So how do you help people kind of get through that? Because I know that, you know, part of being with a business coach is to have you kind of unearth some of this stuff with them. It's kind of a psychological psychology, you know, degree as well. You're kind of a psychiatrist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. And um, with that, how do you help people to be able to move on from some of that? Because I think that's just a really big challenge overall for people in general. Sure. Absolutely. So First of all, it's not something that happens in one or two sessions, right? Mm-hmm. You have to set yourself up for success from the beginning. Give yourself time because if something has been ingrained in you for years, you're not going to get over it by talking about it for an hour with somebody, right? right? So first thing I tell people is this is something you're going to have. If, if it's something you want to change, it's something you're going to have to work on for the rest of your life. You're going to be triggered by it. There's going to be things that come up that force or not force you that might, you know, make you go back to the old ways. And you have to prepare yourself for those moments. So, mm-hmm. But what I tell people in those situations, when we're exploring, figuring out, again, where, what's the source? Where did it come from? Is going back to what I said, how is this serving you, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes they say, well, it has served me by making me a hard worker and making me do good in school and, you know, making sure that I get good evaluations. But now it's not. And it's okay to honor that for what it was, but then say, you know what, this isn't, this got me to where I am now, but it's not going to get me to where I want to go. Right. That's been a big revelation. And that's like what I try to guide people through is focusing on what value is this bringing me and Mm -hmm. also if you are holding on to it what are you holding on to like how is it serving you to hold on to it is it security is it you know avoiding embarrassment avoiding rejection sometimes those are real things that people struggle with and they don't want to right if it's if yeah. it avoiding confrontation. So you have to kind of unpack and dismantle that aspect of, you know, these expectations before you can really change them and mm-hmm. create something that works for you. Because yeah. If you don't address that, you're, you're bound to just stay in it. It's a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
Well, I mean, and he's, if people want to work with you and talk to you a little bit more about this process, about being able to break through their barriers, about being able to achieve their goals, how would you recommend for them to be able to reach out to you? Because I think this is so important for people to be able to bring in an outside source, an outside coach, someone to be able to help them achieve their goals. And I think it just helps us to get, um, just break through some of that, you know, the breakthrough, the the glass barriers that we create for ourselves. So how can they reach out to you and how can they work with you? Sure, totally. So um, you can reach out to me by my email, which is just my name, Anais, A-N-A-I-S at Anais.coach. And that's my website, Anais.coach. If you want to go online and read some more about, you know, the type of work I do, my style, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Anais Babajanian, weird name. I'm the only one with it, with it so it's going to be easy to find me. Um, and I'm on um, Twitter and Instagram as well. I guess just my full name, Anais Babajanian. So um, yeah, just email me, um, and I'd be happy to chat and see how I can help. I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, make sure that as you're looking at your 2023 goals, no matter if you're looking listening to this now or if you're listening to this in April, May, June next year, whatever it is. Make sure that you do uh, look up a business coach to be able to help you to be able to break through your barriers and be able to achieve your dreams. So that is amazing. Anise, thank you so much for being able to join us today. I have loved this conversation so much. Thank you. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. And I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Tracy. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, everybody, this is another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. And we do have a new episode every single Wednesday. We are on Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Give us a review so other people can find us out there. So uh, make sure that you check us out, Power Women in Insurance. We are also on Facebook. And I will talk to you guys next week. Everybody, have a wonderful one. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. 
Give us a call. Check us out. You can ask for me personally. I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.